Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? Welcome to another episode of At Joel Cupcake Unedited. I'm your boy, At Joel Cupcake, and we are about to get unedited with another fucking special guest. I am so excited. Before I talk about that, before I get to that lovely man, before we start kicking shit off and making shit happen, I don't know what that noise my computer just made was. Hopefully you did not hear it on the stream uh, or on the, on the live video. Oh, it did it again. Still don't know what it is. Hopefully you're not hearing it. My bad if you are. Um, here we go. Oh, it's part of my Facebook. Let me let me shut that shit down. There we go. Okay, tight. Um, yeah, we have a guest today. Like I said, he's from a sick band. I met him when he was even in a sicker band. But before I get started on that, Thanks for the la- checking out the last couple of episodes. Got some new subscribers. Got some new followers. You know what I mean? Uh, be sure to subscribe. Hit that button down below on the YouTube channel here. Straight down underneath me. Uh, do that shit up. Um, you know, you might notice we have a special guest today on the stream. Danny D is right here. Uh, right underneath him. If you can see right down here, Bowie is sleeping. She's passed out like a fucking angel. Look at her. There she is. Um, yeah. Uh, Obviously, none of you can see that if you're listening on the podcast forum, if you've been checking it out that way. I know we have quite a few podcast listeners nowadays. I appreciate it. That is tight. Um, Yeah. So here we go. Let's get started. My guest today uh, is a man named Steve Tenen, better known as Steve the Mess. Um, He's my favorite brother from another mother that I love to eat pizza with any time, place, continent, date, fucking apocalypse heaven afterlife hell whatever what have you not oh my gosh steve what's up brother how are we doing i'm great man how are you dude i'm good dude i'm good we're you're looking good i'm trying dude i'm trying had a long busy day today but hey you know it's all too man i did oh i did too before we even get started i meant i brought myself some beer because i feel like i had a busy day as well and i earned it I got some Fiji, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Supporting the islands, you know what I mean? You do what you got to do. I started drinking a lot of IPAs being in this band because Joe owns his own brewery. So like, yeah. I started just trying all kinds of stuff. And I've been into these uh, this mango IPA by Voodoo Ranger. I don't know if it's hard to sell. You can kind of tell oh, a little bit. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that in the stores. Yeah, it's like 1985. It's a mango IPA, and I super identify with this guy right now. Like, kind of like dead inside, but still trying to party and rock it. You know, dude, I love it. I love it. You know I what I mean? Um, well, on that note, you know, he mentioned Joe. Uh, he means Joe from Within the Ruins. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe Coach. You. We call him Coach. The Coach, dude. <laughs> call him Coach. The Coach, dude. Yeah, Steve. Uh, there's some info right there on the bottom, dude. Holler, dude. Holler. Um, Holler. You know, Steve sings for a band called Within the Ruins. Um, you know, we're not here to talk about those fucking swamp donkeys today, though. Um, you know, when I met Steve, he was playing in a rad band. Well, actually, technically, you were in a band called Silence the Messenger. But yeah. when yeah. I met you in person for the first time, you were filling in for another band, right? Yeah. You were filling in for American for Me. American Me. I was right. like, which, which band on that tour package were you? It was, on? Yeah, it was on that tour. Uh, that was, man, I thought about that, that, uh, recently because that tour was, it was like a month and a half long. And it was, I remember very specifically because I had to ask off from work at Best Buy at the time. And it was so last minute for me to fill in. It was like April 1st to May 15th. It was like a month, literal month and a half. And that was my first real, real tour ever. And, and, 
I had to learn like 11 or 12 songs in a couple of weeks and they were kind of shorter songs. So it wasn't like super awful or anything crazy, but, um, it was, uh, 2010. So that was 10 years ago. That was <clears throat> damn. So we have been friends that long. What's that's, that's tight. Dude, I know. I, I thought about that recently because that tour came up on a memories thing. And I very specifically remember 2010 being a like pivotal year for what I was trying to do with music at the time. And I, I'm forever grateful those guys asked me to fill in on that tour because I just met a bunch of cool people that really have been good to me and my guys over the years, and you were one of them. That's tight. And we, you know what's funny about that year is like we switched, brother, because that 2010 was really the last year I, I spent touring. You know, after that, you know, through no fault of my own, I stopped touring with the two, the three main bands I toured with. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. one, one was through a fault of my own. The other two was just a bunch of garbage industry politics, as you know, unfortunately happened. Oh, so, God. so like, I, I think that show was like around October, I want to say, or July with you. And then I think I went out that fall. And then after that, I, I stopped touring, dude. So like mm-hmm. when I met you, miss you, it? you gotta miss it, right? Oh, dude, I have. Everybody gives me crap because like all my social media files have the not all who wander are lost uh-huh. you know, uh, thing in it, and everyone's like, you know, if, you know, every time I die has the song "Wanderlust," which I think yeah. describes half of it. That is also a quote from The Hobbit. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is, which is part of the reason why it's in all my quotes. But dude, yeah, like that feeling of wanderlust. Like sometimes it's nice, dude. Just like you wake up in a new town, you experience new people, you experience new foods, new sights, new sounds, new weather, new everything. You know? Oh and yeah. Like, there's just like the people that have never experienced it, you can't really trade it for anything in the world. You know what I, I mean? I I couldn't and I wouldn't, man. Like I try and be as grateful for that as I possibly can. I always think about especially since then like meeting a bunch not just industry people but just like friends in general like even if they're in bands that broke up um or 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 whoever just like friends like that i would never have known otherwise and i'm still you know getting to do it so i'm like still really grateful but that's that's one thing it's just it's hard to describe other people sometimes like they get it on the surface but until you actually do it and go live with your backpack in a small suitcase or something and sleep in a sleep in a van at walmart and wake up in a different city like you're not always getting to sightsee and do the, like mm-hmm. cool stuff every every time every day but it's you're right it's a just like an it's experience that not yeah, everybody gets like, to have. like some people like i describe it to some people and they're like oh so like you spend every day getting like maybe four hours of sleep dealing with who knows what fucking weather conditions possibly a broken ac or a heater that runs way too hot you know what i mean getting stuck oh, in- for sure getting stuck in snow which did actually happen to me with with, with the, within the ruins before you joined the band I rode, <laughs> I rode with them for for like half a tour and like that fucking pass between you know denver and salt lake city we got stuck at the top oh man and like literally like the 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 bucket doors you know like the middle doors they wouldn't slide open like we had to roll the window down and pee out the window to melt enough snow to get the door <laughs> to open dude it was it was wow that was wild dude that was wild that's awesome i remember, remember somebody was- being really mad at me me on that tour because we like got stuck in the snow and like we had some of us had said let's not try the pass uh some of us had said let's try the pass probably me you know what i mean let's go yeah yeah exactly so like just kind of is what it is you know what i mean Uh, it happens you can't control all that all the time i mean it it just is what it is yeah 
but, and you're going to be in shitty conditions sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know, tour life, baby. Dude, it is. It is. <laughs> that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> oh my god, it's all. It's all of it. I also. It I also think on that tour, like we used to do this thing where like in the in the ruins van or like so everybody had a place to sleep. One of us would sleep behind the back bench, like on the floor. Uh, uh-huh. I snored, so they always banished me back there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I yeah. think one day I was like roughhousing with Joe or Tim or somebody and I like rolled over the corner and I like smashed the back corner of the bench or fucking whatever. You know what I mean? I like oh, I guess I, like tweaked it a little bit. Uh, Tim claims I like broke the whole bench and all this stuff, but he also likes to make fun of me because I'm fat. But he's also not in the van anymore because you replaced That's true. Him, so it's all good. I did. That's you know? true. I did. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean. But you know what? That's enough about that, Steve. Because That's... we're here to get to know you, unedited. 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 Let's no, go. No, no. I don't go back and change this. I don't fix it. I don't tamper with it. I'm not going to remove the glare from these sunglasses I shouldn't be fucking wearing. You know what I mean? Fucking wear them, dude. It's unedited. Dude, you're you right. Wear, you wear what right. you want to fucking wear, my man. Dude, thank you. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Um, I, think, I think they look good. Well, well, let's, well, let's, you know, let's start with, you know, young Steve. You know, let's call you that for for, for the next like twenty minutes. You know, he, he existed was, for a while. Yeah, let's start with young Steve, and then like okay. let's go up into like how you got into a band, uh, Silence the Messenger. I know you guys had like a rough uh, ending because you were one of the bands that got fucked by the industry. Let's just leave it like that. Mm-hmm. And then you know what what middle aged Steve did, and then now now you got within the ruins, Steve. You know, so yeah. like. It like, is a good. It's a good little trifecta of uh, yeah, occurrences. Yeah. So that, that and, works. And, and before we get started to go any further, like everybody, Steve's handles right there. Steve the mess. Oh, oh. right there. Right there. Follow Am him. Find, find him on the internet. Right, right there. Right yeah. there. Right there. Yeah. It's, on, on it's the all internet. of them. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Twitter. It's Steve, Steve the mess has been everything for years. So. There you go. There you go. Uh, Not a hard man to find. <laughs> before, before I'm gonna get this out of the way now, Steve. Just so okay. we can just get it out of the way. Um, I love Silence the Messenger, and I will never not bring that up, and I will never not back up. <laughs> no. So sick. Dude, thank you. So sick. Like, I am about it, dude. Like, uh, I loved that record. I, I enjoyed the band, like, when we were just kind of casually friends. <laughs> and when that record mm-hmm. dropped, I was like, this is so. Yeah, because we were. Sick. You and I became friends, like, before, technically, right before we even had an official, like, EP drop. We were still handing out demos here and there, and we had we didn't even have an EP out when you and I became friends. So like we, had, you were just like the homie, and then then we got signed, and that album came out. So I'm glad you liked it, man, dude. I have so many, so many not regrets, but just like feelings that bum me out about what happened, to, like with that band. It's, yeah. Uh, well, I get, we'll get there when it gets closer we'll get, to midway. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So take me to young. <clears throat> take me start the journey, brother. Okay, but I'm gonna take you back to super young Steve because uh, it's a oh. it's a bit of a lengthy journey. Uh, I can sum it up, but it's a uh, so it basically started when I was a I was a wee one, like super young Steve. In this would have been sec, first or second grade, my parents put me into a magnet school, a private school. And so I was forced to learn an instrument and I basically had to choose between uh, like orchestra or either band or choir. I can't really remember, but I had a crush on this girl and I'll never forget her name just because it's part of the story. Her name is Elizabeth Davis. Uh, She'll never see this. 
but it's just it's fine. It was just I had this crush on her, and I was like, you know what? I was following my heart, and I was just like, well, she's in the orchestra, she plays violin, so I'm gonna play the violin, and um, so I started playing violin, man, and I I kept that going all the way up until like early high school, like the middle freshman junior year. No, sophomore wow. year. Right. So, yeah, I was taking, I took private lessons. I did uh, orchestra competitions. I would get um, <clears throat> in like the top, top 10 chairs of district competitions. I got first chair one year, second chair, and like I think seventh or eighth chair one year. And that's like out of multiple areas of the city competing for a spot for like this district orchestra concert that would happen. And I, I know I'm tooting my own horn a little bit, but I was fucking good. I got really good. And um, so I took private lessons on the side. I would take it as a class in school. And uh, but the problem with that was, as I was kind of entering those teenage years, I was like good enough to where I didn't feel a need to practice. And I was just lying on my practice sheets all the time about how many hours I practice each week because you had to do it for a grade. And then, uh, but your parents would have to sign it. And eventually my parents were like, we're not going to lie for you anymore. And I was just like, fuck. So I, yeah. I, I eventually started to do bad in orchestra class in school. And then eventually I was like, you know what? This sucks. I'm, this is, this is lame. This is boring. I wanted to like, I was getting into, I was watching a lot of MTV at the time and yeah. getting into like new metal bands. I'm a giant new metal guy. Like I'll talk new metal. We could have a whole different podcast about, I know. I know. Vlogcast, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm trying wow. to coin that term. And every time I say it, like the third time it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, that does sound kind of stupid, but it perfectly explains what I'm trying to do. You know what I it mean? It does. I think it works. I'll, I'll keep pushing it for you. Okay. Ty, thank you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. So I was like, I was like, you know, what? I'm a teenager. I want to, I want to pick up guitar and I want to start playing like that kind of music. And, uh, you know, so I, I bought, uh, I bought an acoustic guitar and I bought this electric guitar. The electric guitar came first and I still have it just because it was my first one. That was like my transition from playing orchestra music to okay. like all right. rock. And so all I would do is sit and when I bought that guitar, I was born in Texas and I live in Texas now, but there was a short like three year span where my dad's job took us to Utah. And so we had a basement, which actually kind of ended up working out because I could be loud down there and I don't have a place to do that now or I didn't before. Yeah. So I was play, I would play my guitar really loud in my parents' basement. And I would also start like, I would put like Korn's albums or Linkin Park or Disturbed or whoever into like a boom, a CD boom box, like a silver, uh, the silver Sony one. I'd yeah. play it really loud and I would scream and try and sing along because I was felt connected to those bands uh, a lot. And so I was always in my basement practicing either playing guitar or singing along and screaming, trying to like figure it all out. Yeah. And then uh, the high school I went to up there had this battle of the bands. that wasn't a battle of the bands. If you just, if <laughs> you mean, just, it wasn't a battle. I mean, they're, they're never that, but yes, I know it's true. No, it's like, it's not a battle. It's just how many people did you bring? So or how it was like, or... true. Yeah. We were some, like, we were um, like the second band. So we weren't anything big or whatever. It was just, I, it was just being a few friends that we played two originals and a blink 182 cover it was like i would be, i would play pop punk all the time like old pop punk and then new metal that was those were my jams what what, what what blink song did you cover do you remember damn it damn it Good, great damn. choice you can't go wrong yeah. no and i actually still have it on a on a vhs uh, my parents recorded that the, the little three songs 
set, man, I've, we made, we were called, we were called happy to be here. And we made these stupid shirts with like a, a smiley face, uh, to a B and then a down arrow. So it was kind of a play on like a blink 182 joke about like I love jokes that. and stuff, but we all, that. but we, but we did use it on stage. You're like, Hey, we're happy to be here. It was, it was dumb. We were teenagers, but like the second I got off stage, just playing those three songs, uh, I, I had my guitar in one hand and my amp in another and I was walking to my mom's minivan and I was I had felt this rush of like that was the first time I'd ever played in front of anybody and saying it was in front of a microphone yeah. um and I was like this is what I want to do yeah you were and, hooked the the hooks were in the meat oh they were in and I was like I was like a victim in Leatherface's basement at that point like I was on the hook dude and uh it had me man I wanted to play music live uh and I would figure it out eventually, and then yeah, move back, yeah. move back to San Antonio, and uh, finish my last couple of years of high school there. But I started playing in some, uh, just kind of like jam bands with some buddies, um, and then it led me to getting a, like eventually playing shows at the White Rabbit, which I'm sure you're familiar with. May it rip in peace, dude. Did you see that thing I posted the other day? Uh, what? You know mm-hmm. how uh, you know how there's that stupid like when he says he wants to take you out mean going around or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, when he says, I know a place. <laughs> yeah. When, it's like when a scene kid says, I says, I know a place. And that's an old picture of the white rabbit, with like a it's, line it's, out the front door. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. I was, so I was like, Oh man. And here's the funny part too. I, I mean, you know, just as well as I do that, that venue is beloved by every touring band. So many bands and guys yeah. love that, love that place. I think my oh, only complaint about that venue ever there's a couple it, it, things, small things, but no, no, literally was one thing was the just bathroom? that. Well, I mean that that shit happens, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, my laundry timer went off. Whoopsie. Uh, you're getting whoopsie. Uh, no, it was just the fucking fact that it was in Texas and it got so damn hot sometimes. That oh was yeah, literally the only complaint. If there had been a little bit more shade outside, just a little, just a yeah, bit. just a and, smidge, and, and yeah, and then it wasn't in Texas where it's fucking, you know. The, the fucking, yeah, the fucking heat level of the fucking sun's you know surface. It, yeah. it would have been great, dude. I would have loved it. I don't. I don't blame you at all. And then the only like saving grace of that would be if you can hold out till later in the night when it's darker and it cools down a little bit. You can drink beers in the back parking lot, and usually nobody would say anything. Not just any beers. You drink Lone Stars or Shiners, dude. That's what you drink no. in Texas, dude. That's that's true. And I do have some Lone Stars in the fridge right now. I almost I, always have some just in just to have but I it was always lone star i miss him always i miss him i miss him dude the tall boys the lone star like didn't matter what what room what tour you were on what clubs you play in texas mm-hmm. they serve oh, yeah. that and then like also obviously the fucking you know shiner on tap dude is just like for sure you know for years we couldn't get shiner on the west coast now we yeah, can. I, was, I was gonna say you guys have it now right I yeah, know it's, it's made it's, it's made Bev, its way around. It's in but like Bevmo and some of those places. Not like you can't get it everywhere, but yeah. like the serious liquor stores and like Bevmo and shit like that, you definitely can't get it in. And like I love it, dude. It's like, dude, but that, still, like it, doesn't, it does not taste the same when you're not drinking it in like dead ass Texas heat. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. Plus, after it's like after it's traveling, you know, it's been traveling for a second to get to different states and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So you probably guys probably have the price jacked up on it a little bit too. I don't remember what it is, but <clears throat> I'm, on, I'm on a I'm on a new diet right now. I can't drink anyways, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Oh hello. So, all right. <laughs> I'm doing, trying that for a month. It's it's all good. 
And then, you do you know, what you gotta do. I'll, I'll do right that back, another couple times I'll during be right back on my cheap beer and tequila wagon. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. I'll be eating better. I'll be eating better. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, dude, I try. I try, uh, but. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, like, I try and eat better sometimes too, but I'm sitting here wearing a Pizza My Heart shirt. I was gonna say, like, respect on that shirt. Dude, you I know? had to wear it for you. I had to like, wear it for you. Like, guys, so I started already watching the first time. I know we're jumping around with our story here a little bit. We probably. totally are. Yeah. We can okay. put it. Well, like the it's first fine. time. So, you know, Steve grew up going to shows the White Rabbit. Cool. They formed Silence the Messenger. Cool. They got signed to some small label. Cool. Had a rad booking agent. Uh, fuck you, Dan, if you watch this. Uh, <laughs> Dan probably, Dan booked a couple things we were on, but he was never officially our agent. I know. I know. Yeah, I we have I know. I Dan, just, I got to give DeFonts the problem. You know what I mean? Like, I always got to give him the little, like, you know. Yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Danny boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, but Silence the Messenger rolls through, and I was like, I got this spot. I feed all the bands this because I used to work here. They were like, we love pizza. We go to Pizza My Heart. You know, everything is surfing themed, California West Coast themed. <clears throat> they have this hot sauce that's green called Shark Repellent. Shark, shark Repellent. Like, these guys, I I have never known a band that was like excited. <laughs> be treated to pizza my heart as within the ruins and i have fed a lot of bands pizza my heart over the 15 years i've been doing this steve dude we were so pumped like it was uh there was one time we played i don't remember i can't remember what the very first show we played with you was i don't remember what tour it was um when we first went to pizza my heart but it was like we would go every time yeah we come back and see you we're always just like hey where's the nearest pizza my heart and we would make the drive and yeah. uh one time after a show, you I I forget. Did we go with the eighth year guys? Maybe. Yes, we did. We went to a. We went to a. You took us to a burrito place once, which was sick. I mean, I'm like yeah, all, that I'm was all, that was that was La Vix. I think that was because the pizza my heart was closed already. It was late. It was later at night. I yeah, remember. it was late. That was when you guys played San Jose that one time at the Rock Shop or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So yeah, this like the second or third time we came through, they they had. I guess they have this all the time, but they have this deal where if you bought a shirt, you get a slice with it for how much? Yeah, it's like, super like, cheap, right? Not even five bucks. It was like yeah, I think it was I like six or five, seven bucks maybe. No, no, no. It's like six bucks now. I think it was like five bucks back then when I took you. Even yeah. better. It was, like was a like, dude, fuck yeah. pizza and a t-shirt were five bucks. Like, yeah. Pizza my heart, Santa Cruz. Much love to to that chain out there. But but yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, science the messenger. I'm skipping around. So you oh, fell yeah, in love, right. playing shows, you have a white yeah. rabbit, which is without a doubt like one of the best local venues to grow up being able to play at. That's where if, we left if, off. Yeah. If not the best. Yeah, which I talked about the rabbit <clears> and then <throat> I jumped down the rabbit hole of not staying on subject, which Ooh. I do all the fucking time. Who cares? That was good. That was a good trick. That was a good little connection like there. My little the audience. rabbit to the some rabbit hole? Some people don't appreciate my punniness. You know what I mean? I'm sure DeFonce is gonna watch this with Sean Mott and they're both gonna be like, oh, damn it, Joel. Dude, I'm like, I their eyes. And they're probably both gonna text me about that pun right there. That one be like, dude, that was trash. Dude, I'm about dude, I'm so about wordplay. I think it's so much fun. Even if they suck, like sometimes I'll I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll be texting my girlfriend about something and I'll say something just awfully bad. And I know it's bad right away when I say yeah, it. I'm yeah, just yeah. like, maybe it'll land, maybe it'll work. But sometimes I do and she's like, Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes she's she's a teacher, so she appreciates like <laughs> smarter humor. That's good. Not that oh. it's not and not that it's smart at all, because it's uh Real dumb sometimes. I mean, hey, a lot of people from our walks of life are good at making themselves look smarter than they are. 
You know, that is very true. We, we have a lot of bullshitters in the music industry. That's very you know, true. My, some would say my, I'm included in that list, but. Hey, well, if you are, then you're doing a good job because I've never thought that of you. So Thank, thanks, thanks. It's because if you are, then you're one of the best ones at it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna give it a little bit of like truth to that, and a little bit of like not truth. You know? Yeah, but I mean? but you have to be at some like some small level. True, you true. You're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. Yeah. But, so so rap, the rabbit. The irony of everybody loving the rabbit is when I started going there in high school. I thought it was a shithole. I had no clue, but I had no clue. I was just like, I don't have anything to compare it to. I just walked in. I was like, this place is crap. And like, where did I learn that lesson real quick? Once you start touring, you're like, no, the rabbit is like the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then that started like uh, playing STM shows there out of high school. There was like this one band in high school, they were called the Boy Scout Cookies. And I remember one specific time before STM was a thing, I was leaving the parking lot. My, one of my local high school bands had a show that night, but so did them. They were like yeah. a comic, comic jokey band. They would just make funny songs and like bring all their friends. And like one of their fans, one of their fans- Oh, like, you, mean, you mean the arsonist got all the girls of, of your area? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess, I suppose. I, I don't know if I ever like met any of those guys though. Oh. If no, I, did, I, I, don't I feel like maybe you came when I when I was on tour with them. Maybe like at the end of it, but who who fucking knows, dude? Honestly, so many of those blur together, though. So maybe, but like yeah. one of them, yelled, one of them yelled some shit of it's like no one's gonna go see your band and everyone's gonna go see Boy Scout cookies, and I was just like fuck, man. Like I'm just trying to play music and like I'm getting shit on, and now yeah, like all yeah. the like. You know, no like disrespect to any of those guys, but I don't I don't keep in contact really with any of them. But no, none of them exactly followed through with music at all. So, Whatever. Uh, so I'll take they're, it as as a dub. Their problem, not not yours. You know what I mean? Very much so. So yeah, then it was just uh, played played through a few small bands just here and there, like out of high school, and then in two thousand, I think it was like seven. James and I actually tried out for STM at the same time. They Sick. they like double booked a tryout, and we were both actually trying out for bass. And I showed up with equipment that I bought and all this stuff. I was ready to go. I had like this sick through the eyes of the dead shirt on. I was like, I want these guys to know that I'm ready to go. Was it a bloodlust shirt? No, it was right. Uh, I, it wasn't an actual bloodlust shirt. It was one that had, it was super like the blocky letter logo, like from that record. But it had, I think like two big skulls and some drippy shit on it. And I had sleeved oh, it and everything. Typical um, 2000s shirt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it was dope. It was one of my favorite shirts. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I want to yeah. I was like, I want to look the part when I go in there and all this stuff. I had studied the songs really well. James ended up getting the part, though, because he worked at Guitar Center at the time, and they wanted to get hooked up. And I was like, <laughs> it's like okay, I get it. <laughs> so, but then they've, one by one, they, like, they kicked out a guitarist, and they switched him to guitar. They brought me in as bass, and then um, the singer was this, like, drug addict dude, and he literally, I'm not exaggerating this, and because I don't even really know the guy anymore so I don't yeah he literally he was like this drug addict dude and he had recordings where he would go in and just like do the fake scream stuff but like just make noises and i'm not exaggerating i mean that he literally just made noises and they weren't words and so he would just write lyrics later and say this is what he was saying in the studio it was awful and so That's they eventually fucking gross dude dude it was real fucked up and so that's, James a big and I, fat, that's a big fat loser on the forehead dude it's a big one uh and so james and i little by little just started kicking people out and we kind of got the band to a good little spot and yeah they asked me to do vocals once we kicked him out just to try it and the first practice after a couple songs they're like do you just want to stay vocals like that was awesome and i was like yeah sure so that was how i started like singing singing um i tried i'd mess around with them before but nothing super serious yeah yeah 
and then yeah, uh, as like STM was just doing. This is all obviously MySpace era stuff, and so you do all the demo stuff where you record stuff on CDRs and you write the tracks on them. Yeah. Sometimes I sometimes I put them on in little plastic disc cases yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and print like from my parents' printer like our shitty logo at the time and waste all the ink and they would get mad at me for oh, like yeah. making all these dumb demos. I know, I know all too well. Yeah. But that's what you did though. You had to, you had to grind, man. If you wanted to get anywhere, like it was, MySpace was cool to get your stuff out. But, yeah, exactly. But you have to do the work. And before we did anything, James, like James came over like multiple nights and he like stayed the night and we would sit on the computer and like message promoters and, venues whoever we could find other bands in certain areas to try and we booked our own tour the very first tour stm ever did we booked it by ourselves me and james it was just what you had to do yeah and and it was like a quick florida run there and back and the second day we we had spent like 800 bucks on some shitty van and it caught fire the second day we didn't even get oh, out of texas god yeah yeah, and then my parents drove out the my forerunner. They both left their jobs at like seven in the morning, drove out to some small Texas town, and we hooked up my forerunner to our little five bay trailer. And it was like five of us. Yep, it was five of us. We did like the rest of the. It was still two weeks. It was like all the way to Florida and back in yeah. my fucking forerunner, dude. So. The first, yeah, the first tour I ever I ever did was with the Arsenal guys. It was like all. It was like the west. It was like the up to Olympia, Washington, over down through like Denver, like that loop. You know, uh-huh. and then we like ended in Vegas, I think. And like, I d- we did it in a I had a hatchback two door Honda Civic. What? And one of those, like, was it the Toyota Sienna? Like, the old, like, gross poop gold main. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what we did the fucking tour in, in two cars, dude, for six, seven people, something like that. Wow. And you said uh, no trailers? You said the equipment, like, in the, yeah, in the, the, mini, in the, cars? the minivan. We had four people in my car. And then, and then with most of the clothes, and then we had all the gear, and and the other three people in the minivan, or maybe it was three. I don't know who who fucking knows, dude. Yeah, who knows, man. Did you but, do that like at like a decent time of year at least? Because that can be a pain in the ass drive if you're doing. Um, it like I don't fall remember, winter. but I think it was like early, late summer, early fall, if I remember correctly. I okay, so not 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 all the all the uh, the PBR. I don't remember that. <laughs> that era of my life too well. Yeah, All I remember I, is like is is the guys had like they were in the culture. Like I was just like a local dude who like just started throwing shows and I knew the arsonist guys. They needed another vehicle. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, we'll go with them. You know what I mean? I'll go, I'll come with yeah. you guys and I'll help drive. That's all it was. It was like I had nothing, I had no idea what being on tour was like about. I had heard no stories from friends, nothing. Well, they all knew like tour pranks. They had all this stuff ready to go. And yeah. fucking Remy, the old singer, he brought this camcorder, like, you know, back in the day when they were, you know, they were pretty big. But he had one and it, he, I remember he brought it. He was stoked on because it, it had night vision. That was when, like, oh, you, know, cool. you couldn't like easily get night vision, like video recording it stuff. Was, it was like like new feature. Yeah, yeah, like it was like a new feature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, <laughs> he had it, and so we're driving. You know, I'm in my, you know, we're we're in the little fucking my little like hatchback Honda Civic thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. so we're fucking sitting there, and I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm asleep. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So I hear Remy. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember who was driving. Honestly, I think it might've been Remy and then someone else had the camera behind me. So they yeah. put, they reach around me and they put, they basically put the camera in my lap. Right. 
and then fucking Remy's driving, and I hear him go, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Like, oh, wow. <laughs> and so he, they had like pulled up right, like like diagonal, like kitty corner to uh-huh. one of those like uh like semi truck flatbeds where there's, but the the container wasn't on it. Yeah, yeah. So all I see is like the lights and just like the flat truck bed of metal, dude. Uh, and I was like, "What the fuck? What are you guys doing?" <laughs> and then like, and then like he like slows down and gets behind the truck and just starts busting up laughing. And I just like, I don't know if Pat's uh, has that video. I hope she does. But I just they like cuss out Remy and like I and then like I punch whoever's holding the camera and it falls on the floor. I was just like <laughs> at my feet and you just hear me screaming at these guys, dude. Like, dude, if you. I need, I need to see that. Pat's mom might have it. I should. I, I'll ask Eileen. She. We're still. I still keep in touch with his with his family. Rest in peace to the man himself. But you know what I mean. Like I. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask her if she might still have it. Remy might have it. Instead, I'll uh, I'll holler at him. But. Word. But yeah. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. So you no, that, dude, that's that, fine. That, 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 fucking, that little tour, that little jaunt on over to Florida. Ah, uh, dude, it was it was just it was just rough. I mean, we we spent all of our own money, and it just. Lost a van two days in. It was just, it's just, but the, I think the point of that though is just like, that's what you have to do though to eventually get somewhere. And like, there was actually a point before we, before we got signed. It was, I think either, I think it was right after that American Me tour where uh, James and I actually hit up Defonts and was just like, hey, we're not necessarily asking to have you pick us up if you don't want to, but would you mind maybe give, giving us like, can you give us some contacts? Uh, yeah, to book some yeah. of our own stuff? And I think he hooked us up with at least a few for some dates we needed. Um, so that was kind of like our introduction to the fonts too. Um, but just, I mean, cause honestly, like you guys are, some... he was the metalcore overlord before he was the death metal overlord. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's darkened it up a bit over the years, but well, now uh, he's just, and now he's just the Twitch overlord, but yeah. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. Back and there was like there was just the funny the running joke of oh did you get defonced with his old tours and like, mean, the, 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 it's the, still it's still the running joke dude like I, I we only had one like really I guess one actual tour. no well STM did anyways like yeah. one but it wasn't like awful enough to where we were like we should get those tattoos that people have with the, I'm, the, I'm all the dates getting that tattoo just because are like, you gonna get it. Well, you know, I, I, I have the B-Dubs logo above my left kneecap, so... Oh, right. And, that, and that's from, like, when I toured. That's from that time. Okay. And when that happened, you know what I mean? And so, like, I might as well get above my other kneecap the Fonts logo, because why the fuck not? You know what I that's mean? That's true. He's my friend, too. And I don't... Yeah. I just yeah. think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. It, it's so, fucking hilarious. Like It is. I think those are great. I don't even... Yeah. Do, you know who, do you know who designed that? that tattoo dude i don't remember i think it was a ton of people have it yeah i mean one of the bands i manage wolf king tim the singer he fucking has it you know what i mean Mm. like and they've never even really been defunct super hard you know what i mean but just because like dan's their agent and like they love Mm. the shit it just it just happens you know what i mean so uh Yeah. yeah dude Dude, I love the stories. Like, like to go. We're gonna go off subject again, but it's my. No, show. let's let's go, dude. We've been, okay. dude. We've been on okay. STM too long. I, I love, I love, like the stories where you're like, oh yeah, we did our first run from uh, outside of Texas, and it was to Florida. Like, I love people coming from the West Coast. Like, that is the farthest you can go. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you think about it in relation, like, for, uh, you know, from Texas, that's an easy tour. Now, mm-hmm. now that I've 
traveled the country and been there. But from yeah. you know, people don't realize that like Arizona, with the exception of like the what six years that Metal Devastation Two was around, mm-hmm. Arizona was a is a terrible place to play half the time. Like I'm not digging the scene, I'm not digging the people, but like there's always drama with the promoters and the venues. There's always competing shows. Like there's no unity in that scene on like an industry level. You know what I mean? Like out here in the Bay, like, yeah, sometimes we'll have three shows at the same time, but like me and the other promoters will all hit each other up. Like, okay, they're not the exact same styles of music. Like, yo, I'm going to shout out that your show's coming up. Like, Hey, can I come to a few of your shows before? And like, I'll promote my upcoming events. You give me your flyers. I'll do that at my show. You know, like we work it Mm -hmm. out and like Arizona just like never had that. And like just metal D had such a, a, a hold yeah. you know on that scene and it did so good for it and then i feel like since then it's just kind of like you know if you can't get booked at like basically like what like you know well back, like, back then this is back then it's like once uh, once you know what metal d shut down there was the rock or whatever that the, fuck the that rock in tucson yeah tucson and then there was like you know joe's grotto and all that shit was around so it's just like what the, the underground right denial like yeah uh-huh and that was it. And if you couldn't get there, you literally were like, oh, here's nine hours of driving where I can't play a show. I know. You're either doing it or you're going to be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just like, oh, this is awkward. I guess we're moseying on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, fuck, man. Like, I, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, <clears throat> just, it's, it can be shitty sometimes, you know? Dude, it can but, be. It's just, you know, it's just, you put up with it. Yeah, you, you love you either love it or you don't. You know, yeah. it, fuck yeah. man, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well anyway, like, you know, like I know you haven't. You've done what two tours with the, within the ruins now, right? Um, if you count the let's see, so there's like the one that I filled in. and I jumped on like halfway through. That's that's like, right. Yeah, they had like a they were doing a giant like five week headliner. Um, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I like what's funny is I was on a vacation with my parents in Florida at the time, actually, on the day we were leaving to the airport, they happened to be in town and in Orlando. And they were like, hey, we're at this Planet Fitness. Come by on your way to the airport. So I just I literally saw them on that tour in a different state and just hung out with them in a, in a parking lot for a little bit. And, yeah. Um, and then, you know, like a couple weeks later, Joe's texting me like <laughs> like <laughs> it, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was pretty funny. He's like. He's like, hey man, uh, how you doing? And I was like, I'm good. And I'm sitting at the gym. I'm just like, just going, yeah. going through my routine. And uh, just, I was like, just getting your fucking free pumps in. You know what I getting, mean? Getting jacked, bro. And he's so, like, yeah. he's like, so do you remember when we stole your guitarist? And I was like, yeah. What's up? <laughs> because like, I guess one night, so like Paolo was just going to fill in for them for all stars tour. And then it ended up okay. being permanent playing, playing bass. Yeah. And like, we kind of knew that that was going to happen, but we were also still trying to like, hold on to the rest what was left of STM at the time. We were like, yeah. no man, you use the ruins tour. Obviously we're an STM shirt on stage and use that to, to network and whatever. Yeah. And that was the plan. And you know, but like you could realistically be more or less sure that, that was what was going to happen anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess one night though, and I had, I don't have any recollection of this, but one night they, I think it was the, when they came through on all stars tour, they came through San Antonio. I was like, well, let's go see Paolo. And we went out and uh, I just got all, I got super drunk. And when I was saying bye to them, I like, I like, 
couple of the guys and I think Joe was like like falling asleep in the van like they were ready to go and I was like all drunk leaving and I was like thanks for stealing my guitarist and I like slammed their slammed the fucking van door all pissed off and dramatic and shit but I was just like That's that was, I was all the oh, shade I dude all the all shade this, dude, all the shade man I was just and I like I get why I did it because I was always so dedicated to STM, dude. I had offers to sing for multiple other bands and I never yeah. took them. I never took them because I had put so much into STM that I wanted that to be my thing that I built up. It was, you know, more or less my, my baby. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just like, you know what, you, you know, because and we had been friends with the Ruins dudes for a long time too, since like 2009. STM and Ruins have been friends for a long time. Yeah. And well, so yeah. It was well, just, they're all we're all dads. So we're all yeah, we're all dads anyway. So it was like I understood, but. I sure, half people watching right now are like, "What? You guys don't like, have what It's a thing. You, you no, may. Have, I don't need it. Don't worry about it. Don't. They need it. Yeah. All they, all they need to know is R.I.P. Griffin, and that's it, dude. That's that's, that's all I gotta know. The father. The father. The father. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, I still have a bunch of those for the father bumper stickers. That do you? That I never got. Head. I never I, got any of that, and I was really bummed that I couldn't go to the show. I will send you some. Um, just uh, I'll probably hit the Facebook group and remind people. I found like a stack of them when we we just like reorganized the apartment, and uh, I found a stack, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So, yeah. damn, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Joe. So he. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like halfway through that first tour, uh, that headliner they're doing, and so I cleared it with my the bar that I was working at at the time. And I just hopped on like he he wanted me to leave like within a couple of days. So I print I typed out all the lyrics to the set and I was had my head in a notebook for a couple of days. And then it was a daylight savings weekend. So I ended up my email confirmation said one time, but then it, I guess it didn't take into account the switchover. So I missed my flight like that Sunday. And then I flew in on a Monday, which was what that first night when I saw you there. That, that was my first day. I was going to say Santa Cruz was like your first or second show with them. Right. When I saw you. First, yeah, and I thought I had some like leeway time to maybe watch like a couple of the guys that were helping out on stage, like just learned that knew the songs real quick. They were getting a couple guys from the package to just fill in, and I thought that yeah. maybe I had a night or two of watching them do that before I had to hop on. And then uh, like Joe has me run through soundcheck, and and uh, we're all upstairs in the green room, and he's like, "So how do you feel? You think you can do it?" And I was just like, "Huh? Fuck, you say?" <laughs> I was like. You know, you know, dude. Whatever, fine. Like, I'll, yeah. it's, I'll be more or less this ready in a day or so. Let, let's just do it. Yeah. So, if yeah. if you look at pictures from that tour, there's all kinds of pictures, and I've even posted some before. Yeah. But yeah. if you look closely on the ground, either by the drum riser or by the uh, the stage monitor, like usually the center one, I've got my notebook of lyrics on the ground, and I'm just like, I'll peek at it, like while I'm going, like, because I know a lot of the songs for a long time, yeah. but it's when you actually start performing them is when it gets a little like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that you, gotta, you gotta memorize like the rhythms and this, that, and all that fucking, all the other nonsense. You know what I mean? But, it's not easy. The, the small shit you don't pay attention yeah. to when yeah. you're just listening for fun, you know? Yeah, when you're just a fan, or they're just like your homies, and you're they're <laughs> on stage, and you're drinking, and you're like, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. You're not, you're not like, uh, 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 okay. So it was, so I guess to answer your question, getting back to that, it was that tour, if you want to count it, um, we had two little small sets of uh, headlining runs like that following summer. Mm -hmm. um, but they were each like an, a week, week and a half long. Okay. And yeah. We did like a week of like Christmas shows around then. And then we did, I've done the Azalea Dying tour, which was actually coming up on two years ago now, which is crazy. Uh, so I guess, Four, 
ish. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, with, like with an asterisk, but yeah, yeah, but they're but not a lot. Like I haven't really gotten to do a whole lot. You know, it was yeah. like just picking up steam, and like we've been writing the album, and the original plan was for it to come out fall, like last fall, is what we were like going to be pushing towards, and then then it was like looking more towards originally June. It was like kind of what I'd heard months ago. We're like, let's push for June, and then COVID happens. Yeah. So it's like uh, uh, uh. everyone, everything up. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean. Like I was bummed when I heard Tim was leaving. I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, how are they gonna how are they gonna bounce back from that?" And then I found out it was you, and I was like, "Well, you know what? They can't really get a better option than that." Like, especially with the direction the band's music was going, like it still was the same. But like, oh, you need somebody that can dabble in like a little bit of the singing, a little bit of the you just you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay," I was like, "They did, they did. That was smart to get to get the boy Steve." Yeah, like honestly, like I, I couldn't really be more grateful for that either. Uh, like you're like it was already one guy from my previous band, and yeah. now it's just me. And like, so now the band's just split down yeah. down the middle. It's two of us from STM that live in Texas, and Joe yeah. and Drummer live out in Massachusetts. And yeah, it's it's you couldn't really if if things had to like fall apart a little bit here and there for both bands, and it came together like this as almost like a yeah, not a super group, but just like dude, we're already friends, and it's yeah. like, we were already in a band together, and now we're just in this band together. It's like, it's yeah. kind of just, you know, the stars aligned on that one, I think. True, true. It, it super worked out well. well and, and like, and like so. you know, I haven't really kept in touch with the other guys that were in STM, but like, except yeah. for, you know, you and uh, you and just, just yeah, you and Paolo are the only ones I really talked to. Just you know, Paolo? Yeah. Yeah. James James like takes his breaks from Facebook and yeah, Jared I mean, he, does Jared doesn't keep in contact with a lot of people. James, you know, he'll respond to stuff on like Twitter and my Instagram sometimes and mm-hmm. shit that for a few and that's it. You know, but like you're, sure, you're sure, you sure. know, you I mean I haven't talked to Paolo recently, but I haven't talked to a lot of people recently because COVID's insane. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, uh, it sucks. I think uh I think I think STM also. I, I've recently become really good friends with uh a guy named Josh Wolf from Houston. Um, he plays, he sings for a band called Rise from Your Grave. Um, mm-hmm. I told him I was going to have you on the show, and he said, I think you guys' old band played together at like Radiation Fest or something like that. Oh, shit. I remember Radiation Fest. I remember that flyer. I always thought the flyer was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we, like, and that was like one of the few flyers where I was like, oh, this is something new. Oh, this doesn't, this isn't cheesy. This doesn't look like shit. No, yeah, that was fun. We got to stay in this like hotel, and I think. James's girlfriend hit me in the face with a sandwich or something. It was pretty cool. I mean, hey, complain, right? No, stuff happens in a hotel. Hey, amen to that, brother. But yeah, well, yeah, well, like I mean, you know, uh, you know, like I said, the Tim thing is like crazy, dude. But know? like, but there's no. But what's cool is that like, I, I still love Tim to death, and like we still talk like super constantly. There's no bad blood at all. Um, it's a super cordial situation. Yeah. One well, Tim's a man, dude. Like I love that guy, man. Like Yeah. There are a few bands that I got to tour with where I just like it was all a party and I just loved it and it was just like like the like there's a lot of like dumb memories from like some of the more party bands that I toured with. And then sure. there's like over the top, like you're you're like these this band is full of goofball moments. And yeah. then there's like just this is not real life. This is ridiculous. And like that, <laughs> just like yeah. that's why within the ruins moments, just like, just 
plastered. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's so many different places in the country, and I fucking love it, dude. Like, and I'm excited to hear the new music with you on it. Like, whenever that Thanks, album man. comes out, I'm uh, allowed. I was told. I was told I'm allowed to say fall. Okay, cool. I mean, that's what I figured. I know most labels are suffering really bad right now. So everybody watching this, if you can support bands, labels, all of it, because everybody. Oh yeah, I've, I've said some of that stuff too. Go do whatever you can do to support like like bands and stuff. And I, like I watched the Darius episode, and he said like he was, you know, not, not having the greatest time. And I was just like, dude, I'm sure he's not the only one. And yeah. if, like if you guys have any anything you can do, pick up a shirt. And you yeah. know, sometimes band like I've heard you say it before too. Bands are donating those funds too. I mean, it's not necessarily going to them, but like. There's things you can do to help out with what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, like, so. yeah, dude, fucking, there's just so much shit you can do. Like, everybody should find a way to help and benefit. And doesn't matter if they're a local band, national band, band that tours internationally, like, everybody should find a way to fucking help. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's what it is. And a lot of labels are doing, like, the fall route or the, like, you know, like, I have a band that's getting ready to start releasing new music finally that mm-hmm. is the band I manage. And it's, like, instead of doing the typical, like, here's three songs, like, we're actually going to give the listeners six out of the 11 songs on the record first because okay what's going on nobody can play shows maybe you can do like a live stream set maybe but like so it's yeah. like here's the song here's here's like a like they did like a straight up like cinematic video to go with it like it looks like a good, oh cool some like old like snuff gothic film thing that goes with it you know what i mean and then we're gonna have a lyric video and then we're gonna have like a cool like kind of like little insight into the guy's life video with the song play, like stuff like that. Like it's in, that's right. And like, at first I was like, fuck man, what's the label going to say? Like mm-hmm. if I, when I come to them with like, yo, we want to give, basically show people half the album for free before it comes out. You right. know what I mean? But of course there's a lot of like the grab track where you pre-order and you get the music early and some of that. Sure. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, and, and luckily they were, they were down for the idea, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's cool. All yeah. Of kind of forced to have to adapt right now. Yeah, I, like I've, it's just been so weird, like because in like an STM, I was band dead, so I was always talking to yeah. our agent, manager, guys at the label, whatever, and and sometimes James, but like now in ruins, it's Joe. It, Joe is like the absolute definition of band dad, where he takes care of everything. Uh, he's got his own studio, that's where we recorded everything, and he does all the communication and stuff. And it's like it's kind of nice that I don't have to do that anymore, but I like being in the loop, so. I talk to our manager, Scott, a lot, and Joe, we have, like, a separate group text. It's just us. We talk about certain things, oh, but as Scott, far as, like, all the Scott Lee? You mean f- mm-hmm. future me? Future you? <laughs> Why future you? <laughs> no, just that every time we're together, people are like, are y'all? Do you guys, do you guys know you look alike? I'm like, no. yeah, dude, we're both chubby dudes with, with facial hair who like metal and are probably wearing a fitted hat. Go, hey. go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you talked to him recently? I love getting his. I love getting his Facetimes. They're the best. Um, we Facetime. Probably like that's, a the, that's, that's the only way he'll communicate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's on a phone call, and then actually, you know, he's fucking Facetiming you, and it's like, all right. I know it's like, oh, and then it's just beard. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a minute. He like he calls me. I love that dude because like. When I need him for business shit, he's not the easiest person to get a hold of because, like, nope. you know, we operate on different tiers of the music industry, which is fine. For sure, I, for sure. I always know my my place, my size fish in the pond. I am, dude. I, I, I have I trouble getting a hold of him, sometimes. and I don't give a shit about that. But like, like I Facetimed him once. He needed me for something, and I was on a cruise with Trina. 
uh-huh. and her parents. And so I FaceTimed him from the cruise. And now mm-hmm. he's always like, he'll FaceTime me and I won't answer. And then I'll, he'll text me. He's like, yo, it's important. And I'll answer. And he's like, hey, yo, so this is what I want to take my wife on this vacation. Like, vacation. I'm like, Scott, yeah. are you fucking calling me for like vacation Vaca- advice? Vacation yeah, advice? He's like, dude, you vacation a lot. Like, you always have a good time, dude. Like, yeah. like I just need to know. You know what I mean? Like, going to ask anybody. He's going to ask Joel Cupcake. I guess, dude. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, but, but I, I guess like I, I, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of what we have planned for it necessarily. We have the three songs that we know that are going to be the singles, but yeah. I don't know what the layout is just yet. And that's coming um, out on E one, right? E one. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, to speak, speaking of that, I don't know. It's, it's just have you seen? Did you see that article that came out? It was a two, three months ago or so, maybe four. That Hasbro purchased E one. Yeah, the dude, toy company Hasbro. I, that. I didn't read the full article, but I saw it and I was like, "The fuck?" Well, because E one's not just E like one heavy; they have like three or four no, divisions of the company. Right? They've got divisions, and they yeah, they do like film stuff also. Like I've I've watched, like, I'll watch some certain movie that's streaming, and it'll pop up. It says E one Entertainment. I'm like, hey, cool. Oh, see, so I like they that. they do all. Yeah, they do movie stuff too. Like, uh, so they've got their hands in everything, and I don't know what the interaction with Hasbro is going to be like. But I, uh, I made a joke. <laughs> I made a joker. I think it would be kind of cool. So it's not a total joke. But like, if we did a like pre-order packages that had like action figures of e- of each one of us, if fucking Hasbro's taking over. Like, 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 like the within the ruin set. Like it's like the four of you guys with like a stage instead oh, of yeah. a ring. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. That would be cool. So I don't know. Yeah, we're turning. It, it's uh, fall, is what. I, like I said, what am I allowed to say? So I, I don't know what the touring situation is going to be like around there. I mean, nobody does. Uh, I mean, as a promoter, I can tell everybody that like basically everything just got pushed back till next year again. Like, did, well, like and I was seeing. Like, tell me what you think of this. I saw that uh, that Shadow of Intent tour that got announced today yeah. with with uh, Versions Crown, Angel Maker, yeah. Last yes. Ten. Uh, going over to Europe and I was like, wait, I thought America was just banned from Europe. Did I? I'm, well, well, you know, the visa companies and like the embassies always have more information than the rest of us. They just, True. They, they just do. Um, I'm assuming in general traveling there is going to be limited. I'm assuming there's going to be an, a couple extra loopholes now for like, you know, cause it used to be pretty easy to go, from America there. Like it was expensive to get the visas, but like there wasn't a lot of loopholes you really had to jump through. I'm assuming right. there's just going to be more now. Like where's your merch coming from? Where are you coming from? Where's your guitars being shipped, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, right. I mean, I mean, all those bands have big teams behind them and big legal teams behind them. Like, except yeah, I think no, Angel, yeah, Angel Maker is the only like really independent band, mm-hmm. but like they are from, uh, because they're not from here. Where are they they're from? They're from Canada. Is Canada okay? So, so, but I mean, you know, they're from Canada. Versions is from Australia, and then obviously mm-hmm. Last Hand and Angel May, and then just Last Hand's from America. So, so is Shadow. Um, well, yeah, mm-hmm. Shadow, uh, mm-hmm. and those two yeah. are spread out from all the different states. I'm assuming True. there's some visa things. I mean, the rest of the world is recovering very, very steadily. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the whole like Americans can't come to Europe thing. I think a lot of that is a like. Every nobody like a lot of the other major nations don't want to just straight up tell Trump he sucks or that he's bad at his job. And I, but yeah. I think I think that that's kind of their way of like you guys collectively need to get your shit together 
before we let any of you come here. You know what I, does that make sense? Dude. Oh, it makes complete sense, dude. And I don't, I don't even, even if like they're no. people in charge from any of those countries would be like, no, y'all need to get your shit together before you can come over here. And I'd be like, thank you. Yes. Please tell them like, yeah, dude, we're so fucked, dude. It's, it's stupid seeing all the, the graphs of like everybody's numbers going down. I, I could be wrong, but I think I saw it might've been Sweden that ha has just lost its final. Um, yeah. I think it's Sweden. Tested, is it Sweden, it's like Sweden they, or they the Netherlands or one of those places is like that has zero confirmed cases anymore. Zero. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, on, I think, man. I think uh, John, I think is in Florida from last 10. So he'll have mm -hmm. the most, difficulty if things stay the way they are you right. know i mean i heard this could be this could be a rumor but like i heard that the fucking mayor of ocala was straight mm -hmm. up like i'm not letting the government find any of you everything in the city you everybody every business can operate as like as usual i don't care like i won't let the federal government like fine you or bill you or take you to court wow so like that's you know, one of the reasons, you know, Florida and Texas, I think, well, mm -hmm. California is getting pretty bad. We're, we're getting up there because of the beaches. Like they're, they're saying, don't go to the beach, but like mm -hmm. there's the cops. Well, I mean, obviously the cops aren't doing their fucking jobs anyways, which is why America is where we're at. But like Dude. the yeah. law enforcement could be patrolling. It's how hard is it to patrol the major freeways? Oh, I'm sorry. You're from this County and you're traveling this County. Why? Yeah. Oh, you don't, you don't have a, an important health or family reason. Oh, you're going to the beach, turn around or, or pay a fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not that hard. People are already asking like these masks and all this sh other shit encroaches on their freedom and like yeah, not it's just, go out and get dinner. So why don't you do something that actually encroaches on their freedom, but makes all of us a healthier country. I would, I would literally, I'd have no problem with that. If they were like, yo, you cannot leave your County for two months or there's like a three to $500 fine, I would straight up be like, that is fine because I guarantee you it would immediately drop the number of cases basically like in half. Yeah. I mean, cause you're already at least like, like isolating people. I mean, it's bad enough in yeah. certain places as it is, but if you at least isolate and then let those numbers drop at least there. So those people that already have a problem following the rules aren't going to other places and not yeah. following the rules. Like, Okay, yeah. if you're going to not follow the rules, do it in one place. And then, yeah, you know, it sounds like a lesser of two evils thing. But I mean, like, well, I'm fuck, like, dude, I'm like, my thing is, is like, so when this all first started happening, everybody was like, is it real? Is it not? This, that, other thing. Like, right. I'm sure you saw some of those posts that came out of like Italy where they were like, mm -hmm. America, like, you need to listen. This is what is going to happen. Yeah, at the very, now, very beginning of all this, they were just now, like, the first, there was something, I think it was on the news. On Sunday, here in the Bay, uh -huh. that's one of the Texas hospitals. One of the doctors was like, I had like eight people phone in. There was like eight or nine people mm -hmm. called. They were all like under the age of 30. Mm -hmm. So younger than you and me, Steve, that yep. called and they were like, we have Corona. It's like severe. We need ventilators. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. like he had to choose who was getting cases were more severe and who could come to the hospital and be seen because they're out of room. And that yeah. was the number one thing Italy warned us of was like the doctors were basically having to make what they were calling wartime decisions where the, where the doctors, well, you have to decide. Yeah. The doctors didn't have time to talk to politicians, talk to insurance companies. No, you got to make that mattered. Yeah. It was literally just straight up. Like you have the doctor has to make the choice who lives and who dies. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's fucking scares the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've been pretty good, you know, so, so, but my girlfriend <clears throat> and I both have like, you know, even when we are around people, you know, for whatever the short time I, it, or whatever reason it might be, it's been very, very, very rare, but yeah. like we try to practice, we wear our masks, we do our social distancing, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that, you know? Yeah. We try to also, like I, I still work at a bar and we like in, at least in Texas, it was, bars gyms and car dealerships that were the top three yeah i thought that was weird too bars and uh, gyms total sense makes total sense uh people get drunk and stupid or people are sweating on equipment and you know both of those things make total sense car dealerships i don't know but that was the statistic so i'm not going to argue numbers and but like we were trying to do everything that we could to yeah uh, the you know sanitize after people sat there and you know did the six feet tables and you can't sit at the bar. You know, we had to wear masks, and if you stood up, you had to put your mask on, even if you're going to take a pee or something. Mm-hmm. And, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So we're following all that. It's, just, here. it's basically like, you know, you can go out to dinner if you're at your table. You can take your mask off, but like, right. you're not supposed to have it on anytime after that. My my county mm-hmm. just made it mandatory. So like, it's actually yeah, so I, like if you get caught without a mask, you get fined three hundred dollars. Dude, and but like, like it, that should have been the care. fucking case to begin with. I thought it was. I thought it was. And it, apparently it wasn't here. It was a recommendation. But then what they were doing is the businesses had to enforce you. And if the businesses didn't, yeah, they left the businesses got caught letting people in without masks on, the businesses would get fined. And I'm like, dude, what are you like? The businesses are already hurting. Like, yeah. why, why can't you just find the idiot who wants to not wear a mask? Yeah. It's dumb. So, and then like, we like yeah. we opened back up, we opened back up for five weeks and, uh that was when i actually kind of fell out of call of duty i know you you me and defense are playing for a while and then our bar opened back up and i kind of just i was playing maybe once a week if that like so when i and i was picking up extra shifts because there were people that didn't want to work or didn't even come back after we shut down the first time and then uh so i was just working and the nights that i had off i just didn't have the energy to play video games i just laid down and then after five weeks it just got bad enough and we eventually just closed back down again so we tried but it's just like you know what if we had not opened up any of that stuff for that amount of time and just hey stuff still closed yeah wear a mask like just from the beginning we should have heeded the warnings that were given to us we should be trusting science we should be trusting the numbers like yeah well according to the fucking you know, the large Oompa Loompa and the big house, we, that science isn't real. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. Th- just hold other podcasts on that fucking guy. Dude, seriously. Jeez. we could, Yeah, we could fucking go on and on about that. Uh, well, anyways, well, uh, I, we, could, we could go on for another, like, hour. We know each other so well. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely have you for another episode. I would like to have another episode where we talk about, like, how the last couple tours were. and fucking, Oh, yeah. I, we didn't, we didn't my, even get to... We didn't, even, we didn't even like get to a lot of that so like let's let's just schedule a second episode so let me cool. start my, my rap questions we did break an hour already i didn't even fucking realize that so Dang. all right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so so because i definitely want to get to like more of the ruin stuff a lot like some tour stories i definitely need to get <laughs> you on the show talking about touring with fucking asley dying Oh yeah, I, how people yep. feel about that band it's fucking asley dying you know what i mean not saying Either I'm not commenting either way on Tim, but like that 
metalcore wouldn't be what it is without that fucking band period and if right. you don't agree like you're i don't know what fucking scene you grew up in um no, i agree fully we can yeah. we can definitely let's let we, we can just do it soon we can just yeah do it no then. yeah we'll, 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 right back up. We'll, we'll do we'll do yeah i'll have you back again really really soon i promise um, sure. I'm well let's start let's start let's get ready to start rap uh cool. what is you know <clears throat> like so I have the important question and then the fun nonsense. So like, as we before mentioned, we didn't get it get into it on this episode because we know each other so well. We've been rambling. We, and, dude, we've been rambling know, so hard. But I have that. I, I, that's why I like the show and I love having these people on that are my friends like you because like it's so mm-hmm. natural. It's like a, you know, the conversation still flows pretty well, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, not, this, these are my questions for you today. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so we didn't really get to touch on the whole science of the messenger thing. So like I know as we both alluded that like you guys got the short end of the stick. Um mm-hmm. you had some raw deals, some raw people that you worked with. Like it just it just towards you guys kind of got fucked towards the end of the band's career. I think that's the blunt way to say it. So instead oh, of you, getting yeah. instead of getting into that detail, like <clears throat> so say there's a band that's like done it. They're they're they do great regionally. They hustle tickets. They mm-hmm. they draw well. They've done like the one or two self book tours. They're trying to make the jump to the next level. Like what mm-hmm. what is like your biggest tip for a band that's like trying to regionally solidify their footing and like maybe make the jump to touring, you know, semi frequently. Like uh, whether it's like find a team, whether it's like have your shit together, whether it's like do your what, what you know it, it doesn't have to be. I don't need like a specific tip from one spec of industry. It's just like what's the sure. number one thing you think? I my thing is always like I'm very um, at least when it comes to to band stuff. I'm very much like okay, what is the what is the layout going to be? What's how is this going to be organized? I, I like to have all the details of exactly what's going to happen. Like I guess. The easy thing to say is don't wing it. Like have your shit together. Have if you can get past the having a demo phase and have just if even if you need to go out on like an on just an EP, like four, five, six songs, have an EP. Have something you can give to people. Um, even or if it's just download cards, if you don't have the money to to print physicals, yeah, I, dude, brought that's, that's on, fine. I brought those up on an earlier episode. You get the download card that has three tracks off yeah. of it. You to talk, it costs, yeah, those are cheap. It costs you like a dollar ninety nine. Like if that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, do that and make sure those things. If you're going to be doing that, have like a square reader or something so people can, you know, be paying you that way. But have have some sort of organization with what you're doing when you go out. Don't yeah, uh, you know. And as, as, as much as you can anyways, because that shit gets pricey, you know, making sure your van and trailers in order, make sure you have merch, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think just like have 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 your shit situated and ready to go and have a plan. Don't good. Don't be doing stuff last minute. Don't make sure make sure you've got all of your dates yeah. and routing set and you've got the tour. Do, and if you have to do the stuff on your own, reaching out to venues, making sure they have flyers, send them stuff, see if they have they're doing their promotions right and uh, have it planned out. I think that's probably the first thing that kind of comes to mind. I mean, there's a million things to make sure that yeah, stuff yeah, goes yeah, right. Exactly. But have a have a plan and be organized. You know, uh, as much in advance as you can have your financial situation set. Do that. You know, you're going to spend a lot of your own money for a while, um, but have some in the bank. I've left for tours with like sixty dollars in my bank account before, and I'm gone for three or four weeks. And mm-hmm. you you, you got to find a way to make it work. That's just the life. But have a plan. Be organized. I think that's the first thing and easiest thing I could say is have a plan. Yeah. Okay. 
word, word that's i mean that's great advice a lot of people i don't think that that specific piece of advice has been given yet so i will uh i like that i like that thank you brother thank you yeah um, keep, keep it neat yeah no, no 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 for sure for sure okay um you know now we get now we, now we're down to the cheese ball stuff you know mm. uh what's your favorite color um I'm going to say green because that was my favorite color when uh, I was a kid. But I've always liked to – I've always liked to – I mean, I wear black, like, all the time. Like, that's my color. But but I would say, like – I would say green. I've always liked a toxic green, um, like, a, like a lime toxic electric kind of green. My headphones, almost. Yeah, exactly. Your headphones works. Another one – because, like, I'm we're – we're the same age. Like, I'm 32. You're, you just turned 34. Yeah. Like, I'm a – like – total 90s kids so like uh like amen all color like 90s colors that pop Wait, I, got, I got you surge green that's all you need surge, surge green is perfect all you need. did you buy one of those cases when they got released on like amazon i bought a whole case of them like, uh, years, so, like years ago when they so, came back i'm gonna I'm, I'm actually gonna piss you off by telling you what i'm about to tell you the guy that i actually got the petition signed for them uh -huh. to release those like two batches of surge mm -hmm. i actually know him like he's a friend of of my old roommates that when I lived in that big house in San Jose, uh -huh. our main roommate, the guy that actually started Pinup, Andrew, is is friends with the guy who did the whole like the whole crowdfunding signature petition thing to get Surge back. So he used to come over to the to the par the house parties and just bring a case of Surge with him. Really? Yeah. He always got like first fucking did, dude. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He always. <laughs> He owns a practice in San Jose called 8-Bit Castle. Or he doesn't own, he runs. I should say he runs. He doesn't own it. Sure, sure, sure. And in the fucking lobby, there's actually a fucking surge vending machine. Like, he has one of those. Fuck off. From Coke. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. With the with the big surge, like the green yeah. logo. The whole, yes. Oh, man. The surge was my jam, yeah. dude. Yes. You so, can still, I think you can still get it from Coke in, like, very limited quantities sometimes. Some, yeah, but some some restaurants have it. I've seen, I've seen, I saw it on the Azalea Dying Tour. There was some some Burger King we were driving by had a sign in like a little yeah. sign no bigger than this just in by the sidewalk that was like Surge served here or something like that. I was yeah, like, they're no doing Surge and they were doing Surge like like whatever the Slurpees at Burger King are called the freezes mm -hmm. or I don't know, every call every fast food place calls them something different. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, so, squishies. Yeah, <laughs> from yeah the Simpsons. So, okay, tight. Um, <clears throat> yeah, toxic green, surge green. That works. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, oh, real quick, I have to say real quick while you were talking this on the screen, I noticed that you have that uh, that that same Nickelodeon clock. Oh yes, dude, uh, I, I have uh, that exact same one. You know the one I'm talking about with the green zzz and the yeah, cool yeah, buttons. Yeah, it's, it's in our it's in our bedroom. Yeah, because yep. I filmed the last episode of the bedroom. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed you had that, and I was like, I had that, and I put it up for sale on eBay once because I was trying to make a little extra cash. And then I last, so I had a bid on it and everything, and the guy got real mad because I I pulled it back, and I was like, I can't get rid of this. I just can't. Yeah. No. So like we, I like, just I I have this like small collection of shit I've just held on to since I was a kid, and mm -hmm. that's one of the things like the green bar, like the little pulse. My, my favorite thing when it when it, it lit not, up. It does not light up anymore. Uh, and like the, I think it still does that, like the gack sound. If I turn <laughs> set the alarm function, but like I just use my cell phone for an alarm because it's fucking yeah, me 2020. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's 2020. I don't need but yeah, I Nickelodeon yelling at me. That thing with me since I was a kid, man. Like it's one of the it's few beautiful. things. 
I saved slash my parents were like smart enough to like, it's not if, you know, my dad's a big, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it person. Like I say sure. that a lot now. Yeah. And like, that was one of those things where I was like, why do I need a new clock? This is Nickelodeon. And then I was like, you know, there was like a little lull period where like it wasn't tight. And then like they came out with SpongeBob and it was like, okay to talk about Nickelodeon again. And yeah. then now it's like, that shit's just super fucking vintage. And I love it, dude. Mm -hmm. that, dude, it is. It. it is kind of vintage now. Yeah. Hell yeah. I back um, that. It's a little God, thing. It's, it's sick. <laughs> um, okay. What is, so this is a two part question. First part, what's your okay. favorite food? Oh, burgers. Tight. Where is your favorite place to eat on tour that you cannot get at home in San Antonio? Okay. Um, see, <clears throat> I thought about this because watching the episodes, I knew these questions were coming. So I thought about my answers. And at first, too, I was just like, oh, he's pulling a Monty Python. He's like, what is your favorite? Gonna? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm so glad I you thought had about that Monty Python reference. I should have fucking been doing that this whole time, dude. You could, that's exactly what I thought you were going to do. What is the approximate flying velocity of a <laughs> the SP African or European? I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, that. That's why I thought you were going with this. So I, yeah. I had to, I had to throw that at you. So maybe use it. You could take it. Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> but see, then it's like, what if everyone doesn't get it because they're not super cool? Yeah, what, whatever. Whatever. Um. Okay. Favorite food burger, and then other one is uh, favorite place to eat on tour. Uh, the answer that I had originally come up with was because you had worded it. What's your favorite thing you can get on tour that you can't get at home? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean I that works too. If you want to answer, <clears throat> it's all the same. It's a paraphrasing. You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. Because I don't, I don't like. It's tough because it. Mm, what I, what I, I would answer the latter question with. I like that um, when Rubens goes out, Joe's always wanted to try different breweries all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we're, because he's got his own in Massachusetts, he always yeah. wants to see what yeah. other people are doing across the country, yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah. like. We're either stopping, dude. This is it's constantly always either BJ's or uh, we find a local brewery that's like an hour from the venue or something that's close to the venue, and we're always yeah. uh, finding local spots to try local beers and stuff. I mean, we'll usually have like a case of like Miller or Coors in the van, it's just like water beers just to kind of hang out, but like before and after, we're looking for dinner. Yeah, you gotta hydrate, man. On on mm -hmm. the on the story of of you know the water beers, oh, I yeah. never called like like a thirty pack of beer a thirty rack until I met with them in the ruins. And oh, now really? like I'm always like, yeah, let's get a thirty rack. And people over here on the West Coast are like, like what are huh? you talking about? And I'm like, it's dude, a, a thirty rack, dude. Like, let's get a thirty <laughs> rack. And let's, shred, let's get a thirty rack. Let's shred, man. <laughs> Dude, all about it. Oh, man, yeah. I had just so many of those stories. Like, that's what I would show up to any Ruins hangout night. Like, yeah. if they were in town or we went to go see him, it'd always be like, I gotta get a rack, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a specific food. I mean, because, like, I'm a giant food guy. Yeah. And... Yeah. And I, and I've I've got to I've got to throw the shade at that's the Whataburger versus In and Out, dude. It's absolutely Whataburger. It is. But okay, but that's not the point. What? But where? It's not the point. But give me where you like to eat. I knew that was gonna fight. Everybody almost <laughs> every episode brings up either that or the Sheets Wawa debate. Like almost every episode. For sure. Those are the two big like touring touring versus uh, matches. That Which, are by the way, up. my answer. If I had to choose, I would take an In-N-Out hamburger paired 
with a side of chicken strips and fries from Whataburger. That's with, what I do. With the here's how much I pay attention. It's because I mean I take this very seriously. Is and you would you you would tell you would get the fries with honey mustard. Oh, dude! And when mm-hmm. you say you want the large honey mustard, it's like a fucking bucket, dude. They're like, <laughs> dude, we got it. I, I mean, it. and and that and the whole this like seriously, the Whataburger in and out thing is totally like a half hour, forty five minute thing that can just go on. And you know, obviously, you know what side I'm gonna fall dude. on. But I should just get a bunch of touring dudes on this. Like a five panel, and we just do that, do like a whole. Dude, and we we go see in the yeah, but like you got to have like. Because then there's like Whataburger versus In and Out. There's sure. Sheets versus Wawa. Mm-hmm. There's you know, uh, Bucky's versus the World, and then oh, yeah. there, and then <laughs> yeah. there's uh, Sheets versus Wawa, Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, and then there's you know like Steak Shack or Steak uh-huh. and Shake. Sorry, Steak and Shake versus like. Waffle House, maybe I don't know, you know. Maybe. And then there's, uh, you know, obviously there's Chipotle versus Cadoba. See, but okay, or see, but down it depends, I guess, what part of the country you're on. I still actually haven't gotten to have Cadoba, and it's made me mad because I've known about it for years, and I've just I never I, actually had. To have- I am a person that I rarely talk shit on Chipotle, mm-hmm. just because like it's always filling. Even if the food doesn't taste as good as the time before, it always fills you up. And like, right. can't really complain. But sure. Cadoba trumps that place. Like, like. Do you guys have Do you guys have Freebirds though? Um, the first Freebirds is in Santa Barbara. Is it? Oh, you can oh. go in. It has none of the branding of the other Freebirds. Really, it's a basic menu, and everything is local sourced from the farms in the valley around. That's pretty sick. Santa Barbara. It's like it's like weird because you walk in, you're like, this isn't a Freebirds, but then you eat the food, and you're like, <gasps> and like that's the one where they invented the quesarito, and like, oh, oh cool, yeah. See, but I think it would depend for me because if if I'm ta- if I want a burrito, I would go to Freebirds. If I want a Chipotle, I almost ninety nine percent of the time I get a bowl. You just get a bowl. A bowl, or like if you want like white person tacos, they're white person tacos. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They are. I mean. Yeah, they are. <laughs> maybe something. Their guac and their sour cream is so good. Like at Chipotle, like every time. So I, the I guac is great. I love it, dude. The guac's great, but their queso is trash. Oh, I didn't even bring that up. Oh, I'll bring it up. Chipotle's queso. Chipotle, you listening? See, see fucking. It's still trash. Cadoba, Cadoba has incredible queso. Oh, you know what? Um, uh, see, I mean, I, I guess I need to. I need to go there because, like, dude, I'm a I'm a Texas boy, man. Like, I get. We have Mexican food down here all the time. I know it's different than y'all's, but like, dude. I gotta have queso every single time. I don't care where I'm going. I need queso. Dude, Taco Cabana, Except, bro. Chipotle. Dude, Taco Cabana. I miss it, dude. Taco, <clears throat> I wish dude, I- if Taco C came to California, they would literally just shit all over Taco Bell, like that type of food, especially with. But the you th- okay? But you but, restaurant like, okay? But I I don't I don't disagree with you that they'd probably shit all over Taco Bell out there, but then they're competing with Del Taco. Just most honestly, I'll be real with you. So many of the Del Tacos have been shut down. They're harder. We had a a couple here that closed down too. They're harder and harder to find. Like I don't even have one. The closest one to me. Do you do you know like I mean you've been in California enough. Like you know when you're driving through 101 and there's like that fucking place where it has the big sign that says pea soups, pea soup Andersons. I think I've seen that. So that that place is almost two hours from where I live, and that's the closest Del Taco. Really? Yeah, they've shut down like all. There's no Del Tacos in the Bay. It's all like the Valley. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
I, okay, I think I figured out the answer to my the food part. Uh, the the getting what I can't have on tour is like we always eat, we always like go to different breweries and try different beers. I think that's sick. Um, the foods, I'll say, I got to do a two part answer. I'm gonna say anytime I go out to see you and I can have pizza, my heart or um, any like any kind of like local everything local. Like I love to yeah yeah you can have two you get two. Anything local. I love to eat like local stuff. We do. We, we don't eat fat. We don't eat fast food very often. We actually try and eat like fairly decently just to, yeah. you know, we're not like, we're not a band. We're not the like biggest band we're, in the entire the world, but like the ruins guys taught me the magic of grilling <clears throat> on tour, bro. Like you, oh, yeah. you grill and the simple grilled meal is always better for you and your tummy than fast food. It totally is. Like we, like we very rare, like we'll do it in a, in a pinch, but but we very rarely get fast food. It's always like we'll sit down somewhere, and it's not like not like to be bougie, but it's just like, yeah. dude, we're not we're not grinding it out anymore. We don't have to eat like shit. Um, so it'll be anything local, like, or but specifically pizza. My heart, if I come out to see you on that coast, mm-hmm. or I also, I guess I'm sticking to pizza on this. Is I fucking love a New York slice though. Oh like, yeah, uh, uh, like it's tough. I mean, I know there's you know, it's the same thing with burgers. Like there's different types and mm-hmm. you know whatever, <clears throat> but. Uh, Man, some of those places that are like five bucks or something, maybe three or four bucks for like a couple slices and a Coke or something. And like, I'm super about those. I really like, I think that's what I'd have to say. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I, I love that answer. You can't go wrong with pizza, dude. No, dude, you um, can't. It's easy. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think we're down to my, my final question. Okay. Is it how much you miss me? Is it is that the question? How much do you miss me? Well, that was kind of like a given. You know what I mean? True. But uh, no, the The answer is a lot. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, The final question is: you know, everybody has a quality that they wish more people knew about them, or they wish, you know, was more apparent, or like you know, like for example, like me, for like behind me, this bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Behind me, it's like full of books that I and I've read almost all of them. You know what I mean? I'm a, I, I actually like to read. I'm a pretty well. I used to be a much bigger book nerd than I am now, but statement fact still stands. I'm a book nerd. You know what I mean? Sure. And like a lot of people don't know that about me. So like I know with you, especially being a musician, like sometimes there's stuff you don't show your fans or you wish your fans knew about you, or just like hey, here's what people see about me on the internet, or here's how the people that see that see me every day at the bar see me. Like is there is there like a, sure. a trait or a personality <clears throat> that you wish more people knew about that you have? Um, it's it's I mean it is tough because you try you have to have that like internet personality bar personality to kind of yeah as a, as a face and and don't get me wrong like a lot of that is still me but because I, I try and be as like as genuine and just real as i can because yeah. I, I think that's i think that is a lot of what people like about social media is that you can you get to see people a little bit more in their element and doing what they like to do not just oh i saw corn in a magazine and i'm seeing it at a show yeah. and then like that's all i know about corn you know yeah unless you were cool enough to buy like the DVD and all the behind the scenes stuff, which was totally yeah. me. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, Cause I do try and put out like a little bit of everything here and there. Um, but I think one of the big things that I don't particularly talk about enough is that like, I think it's really, I mean, maybe I do, I guess it depends if you follow me on Twitter or not. I don't talk about it as much on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. but <clears throat> every once in a while I do put something, but I try not to be super, super divisive. Where I'm going to be divisive is Twitter for sure. Fair. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, and like, and you know, 
like Devonts is doing the same thing. And like, honestly, I'm all about it. Like, you know, some of this stuff just needs to finally get set. But I think, I think the biggest thing is like, I really think education is important. Um, and so like you with reading, I actually have a ton of books too. Uh, I went on like a big buying spree, like a year or two years ago where I, cool. I've got books, I've got books that I haven't read, but uh, I had like a small bookshelf, you know, yay long. And yeah. I, I ran, I ran out of room immediately. I've got like a ton of books and I've read a, a lot of them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I think, I think education and learning and, and just being aware is, is very important. And like I, I said agree. earlier, my, my girlfriend's a teacher and it's, it's super cool to have that like extra level of, of respect. Mm -hmm. It's like, you are, you know, you're in charge of teaching the people that are going to be, uh, in charge later, yeah. potentially. Yeah. You know? Um, I think, I think education and learning is super, super important. So that's why I think listening to science and, and, and reason. And so I started diving really big in, like about five, six years ago, diving really big into philosophy and religion a lot. <clears throat> And uh, okay. just learning, learning a lot about that stuff. And um, so those are topics that I take really, really seriously, especially the religion thing and how it ties into politics a lot. And I think it kind of affects society more than people think about. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, I, th I think once I started learning kind of how to think instead of being told what to think, I think that's very important. And I think that's how we should be probably teaching kids is not not indoctrinating them with any political views or religious views necessarily, but like teach them a little bit of everything and let them yeah. decide, let them figure it out and then respect the fact that they've taken the time to learn. Yeah. And us like guys our age, especially people with platforms, doing the same thing. Like let's you know, the information needs to get out there and people will do with it what they will. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but learning and education I think is like super, super important. And uh uh, I've always, you know, I know, I know, like we all, we're all like party dudes. We like to have fun and yeah. and play video games and stuff. But I think that very, uh, what what's up here is uh, is super important. And so, sorry, what you mean to tell me is you're a clever girl. Uh, Jurassic Park, baby, <laughs> clever yes. girl. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. well, yes well, I, I love that answer. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, man, for sure. All yeah, right, we're I like, at like brains. My longest episode yet, actually. Is it? Yes. Fuck, man, we hit a long one. Yeah, we have. We have been chit chatting. All right, Steve, thank you for joining me on this show. Everybody, thank you for having me. Oh, well, you're welcome. Everybody, mm -hmm. thanks for listening to Steve and I. Hope you learned some cool shit. Uh, check out Within the Ruins. Check out Silence the Messenger. Uh, hit the subscribe button below <laughs> this fucking video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're on a podcast network, uh, I am not too podcast savvy. I'm assuming there's some sort of subscribe or notify me when there's a new episode out now. Please feel free to hit that. Uh, I did recently start a Facebook page for this lovely little vlogcast as well. If you go on Facebook, give that a fucking like ski. Um, you know, uh, I'll be starting to do more live episodes on Twitch and some of that stuff as well. Find me on Twitch. It's just Joel Cupcake. Um, Steve, how can everybody find you? Oh, we already said that. It's at Steve the Mess. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like I said, I'm easy to find. It's Steve the Mess. Steve the Mess everywhere. It's all good. This will be, let's, let's call this, let's call this part one and we'll just kind of pick. There's a yeah. million things that you oh, and I God. can talk about. So, so too many, too many. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Yo Boy Unedited. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>